We're going to invite you to the Wiregrass High School Football Report, brought to you by the radio people. This is your weekly look at all things high school football in the Wiregrass. I am your host, Philip Jordan, the in-studio host and producer for Dothan Woods Football on I6.9, The Legend. You can follow me on social media at PJordanSEC, and you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and also you can find it on the 95.5 TVY, 96.9 The Legend, and 16.7 KMX websites. Everybody joining me first this week on the Wiregrass High School Football Report is LeBron Stewart, head coach of the Abbeville Yellow Jackets, who had a big victory on Thursday night against Elba, 48-42. to And, uh, Coach, I do appreciate you uh, once again coming on the show. Oh, well, I certainly appreciate you having me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was looking forward to, to having you on. Uh, and congratulations on the, the win on Friday, uh, Thursday night. I keep wanting to say Friday. just keep starting <laughs> off. But on Thursday night, uh, uh, just uh, how big of a win was that for you guys? I know the 2A Region 2, I, I, know I have said it just looking at the teams in that region. That is one of the toughest regions, I think, in 2A all around and definitely in the Wiregrass. So just coming out with a victory on Friday night, how big was that for your team? Well, one of the things just <clears throat> you know in the region, you look at the you know just like you said, you take uh you know those quality teams with with great coaching and and you know you have to set your p's and q's because anybody can beat anybody um, from top to bottom. And you know we you know I think at one time we had about three or four different te- well four different teams in our region have been ranked and recognized as some of the top teams uh, in the state. So right there's a, a testament to the type of coaching. And uh, the support that uh, you know that you know teams in our you know two A region two have, and then you know of course any win is a big win. So you know that's you know we always with our kids stress that uh, you know any win is a big win. So uh, definitely over uh, you know a great football team with tons of talent, um, and I think you know young talent by looking at the roster and. Um, you look at the, you know, the kid they had 44, probably one of the better linebackers, you know, I've I've seen in a while. Not just, you know, two A football. I'm talking about from top to bottom. You know, he, he's sideline to sideline. He's big. He's physically fast. Uh, plays special teams, and uh, you know, does a lot for him. Uh, and some of my coaching staff, uh, players, and um, you know, our administration and the support system here in Amberville has been great. Looking at last week, too, of course, uh, a lot of teams in the Wiregrass, you know, had to make this adjustment playing on Thursday night, just when you know when that was not the initial plan. But going into a Thursday, how how much does that impact what you try to do during the week to get ready for a game? Um, You know, I guess, uh, you know, we got a practice plan and really stick to it. And, um, um, you know, on on Thursdays, of course, you know, Mondays and Tuesdays, a lot of grunt work, fundamental fixing things, um, you know, and, and uh, going into when we decided, you know, I talked to my administration and uh, we were back and forth with, with Elba and, uh, and their administration about about the game and um, always erring on the side of safety. And it's one of those things that, you know, you want to be able to get it in. You don't want to be like some of the mobile team. One of my best friends is at Williamson High School down in Mobile, and I think last week they played a game on Monday, then they turned around and played again on Friday, and uh, that's tough uh, on the players, and definitely tough on the coaches, and just trying to switch gears that fast. So you know, trying to avoid that, you know, where we didn't have that uh, going into uh, 
you know, uh, going into, you know, this upcoming week because, you know, it would have been, you know, if we didn't get it in with the way the, the weather was supposed to be, you know, if you didn't get it in on Thursday and then, you know, you, but, you know, Friday, you know, weather was supposedly to be, you know, not, you know, uh, conducive. And then, you know, and then Saturday is supposed to be worse. And then you turn around and, you know, you can't play on Sunday. So only other option would have been that Monday. So for us to be able to um, get in and have great work, I think it started raining at the end of the game, uh, you know, drizzling a little bit. And, uh, you know, so – uh, it was certainly, uh, you know, good weather, good football weather. You know, didn't even have to put the sleeves on. Uh, uh, with the win, uh, like I said, 48-42, to uh, high-scoring game there, uh, what, what would you say, you know, your big takeaways from your team and uh, what you learned most about your team on Thursday night? Well, I, you know, going into uh, the season, uh, what I knew about the team was, uh, you know, we got great leadership. We got guys that have been playing together uh, for a long time. We got guys that, you know, stay in the same household because, we, you know, got several sets of brothers, um, you know, cousins. And, uh, you know, it's a very close-knit family. These guys have been playing together since four, you know, since five and six years old. So uh, <clears throat> it wasn't, wasn't big, you know, wasn't tough trying to get them to be, be on the same page. Uh but um, one of the things that we learned about, uh, you know, going into um, game one and, go, you know, leading into now is uh, it's a hungry group of kids, very humble. Um, and it's one of the, you know, most humblest groups I've been around. Um, you know, they're, you know, they're raised right. I think, you know, on the offense line, four to five starters are in the honors classes. Uh, you know, um, the backfield. Um, everybody's over a 3.0 GPA. You know, those those type things kind of lead into being, you know, good you know good men and not just good football players. And, uh, and that's one of the things. And it just by, you know, just so happened that they're pretty good athletes that played multiple sports and got a lot of school pride. You know, they love that place. And uh, when you got a group that uh, loves what they do and loves what they're doing it with, um, you know, it's, it's you know, it, it could be amazing. You know, uh, and then a uh... Also, your quarterback, uh, Martavis Glenn, he had a big night, three touchdown passes, three on the ground as well. And uh, what was going on in, in the game uh, for him to be so uh, successful? Not just him, the whole team, obviously, but to be so successful on offense. You no, know, the guys are competitors. Um, you know, they work hard in the weight room. <clears throat> you know, we live three days a week. And, um, you know, I don't have to – Push them to get them in the weight room. They they love the weight room. Martavis one of our strongest football players. Uh, you know he's faced some adversity. He lost a grandmother this year. You know, um, you know he, he's he's coming off of you know injury from this past season. Uh, that where he's just happy to play. And then you take all the stress of what's going on with you know uh, with COVID and you know just to be able to practice is is a you know. Is a blessing. So when these guys get a chance to play in the game, it's, you know they they really enjoy it. And we try to make um, as coaches, you know, the, the conditions that we train in tougher than the conditions that we practice in. Uh, and we definitely want practice to be tougher than what the game is, and and try to prepare them um, mentally, physically, you know, and psychologically. You know, what I'm saying just to make sure that uh, you know we're 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 able to stay on the field with some of these things because you know once you know once again you, you just look at you know your elbow with the type of tradition that they've had they always win and you know i, I can't even remember when they didn't be honest mm-hmm. 
And then, you know, you're looking at, you know, Arrington's and, you know, the tradition that Cottonwood's had in the past and Houston County's had in the past. And, you know, you just can't overlook anyone. And, and uh, because of all of these teams, uh, teams that got, you know, great head coaches and, you know, and, and players here and there, you know, to where you may have some teams that got a lot of young players and some teams got a lot of old players. And you got a few teams that got a good mix. But, uh, you know, so the last week's game to us was more so like a playoff atmosphere, um, you know, going through and, and uh, being on the field with, uh, you know, great coaching and and, uh, and and great players to go along with from, you know, from it. Yeah, and I don't know, uh, you know, you take one game at a time. Of course, this week the focus would be Houston County. But, you know, you do look forward uh, with your team. And when you play teams like Elba, Geneva County, you got GW Long coming up. Just, you know, and I guess specifically with that game with Elba, how how can that game uh, prepare you or best benefit for something you may see down the road? Just the type of talent is kids, you know, we, we try to build off from week to week. And I assure you, I, you know, I, I could, you know, we – you know, I, I I make sure that the kids try not to look on down the road. I make mm-hmm. sure that the, you know, coaches try not to look too far down the road. Um, I know, you know, a lot of coaches have uh, different philosophies about, you know, usually after Wednesday they start looking at the next week. And, um, you know, I, I just – I look at us and, uh, and I think that uh, – you know, with the way our guys practice and how competitive they are, you know, you know, the right now is is making sure Abbeville doesn't beat Abbeville. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, when we go down the road at other opponents, you definitely respect them, but we want to respect the, you know, Houston County. That's that's our next opponent, and that's what yeah. we want to focus on. Um, you know, because uh, you know, you, you'll try to overlook one, and then you know, that'll be the one that you know sneak in the gut because you you know just didn't prepare for them and. You know, you didn't put in the same effort, and then, you know, every game is important because, you know, with the way things are now, you know, you have something to happen, and then, you know, it could be a possibility we don't even get a chance to play GW Long. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're sitting for GW Long, and, you know, we need to be prepared for Houston County. Yeah. And, uh, so that, that, that's my take on that. But, uh, you know, we've seen them on film, and uh, we definitely read about them, hear about them, and, uh, uh, you know, Coach Horn does a great job. I've been been a fan of his for some time. Uh, just you know, watching the things done and the type of kids that uh that he's doing it with. You know, they're, they're gritty kids, and um, but on um, they've been that in the past, and uh, you know that that doesn't surprise me. The success that they're having, um, and uh, you know, but you know, we just want to make sure we we focus on on Houston County because, like I said, it's their homecoming. Of course, they're going to have. Emotions flying high. Um, I used to work with uh, work for Coach Harris when I was at Northfield as an assistant. Um, you know, he was the head coach there. Uh, I was there for one year before I left to go to Prattville. So I'm very familiar with each other and, you know, similar coaching styles. And, um, you know, it would be fun to kind of get back there and, and to to see him and, uh, you know, see some of the other guys that I've known. And, uh, you know, and then sorry, I remember him and his sons, which is quarterback, uh, and then Tanner, he's got another son that's assistant coach. And, uh, um, you know, so it'd be good to see those guys and just, uh, you know, the you know, opportunity to play another football game. Mm-hmm. And uh, you kind of just partially uh, answers my next question, but uh, I'll just say, I'll put it out like this: uh, with Houston County coming up, uh, you know, look, we're, we're talking on a Sunday, so it's very, very early in the week. Just uh, from the team itself, uh, anything you've seen or uh, anything you got any takeaway from what you may have seen with them so far? Uh, 
well coached football team. They're um, you know they they run the ball well, and that's the thing. They got a very big physical back. You know, kind of reminds me like a Jerome Bettis. And then he turned around and he played linebacker. And, uh, you know, very physical there. Um, you know, I kind of, you know, I like that kid as a player. Um, and then the quarterback, you know, um, Sawyer, Sasa, which is, uh, you know, transferred from Ashford, you know, when, when his father got the job. And uh, he was a competitor over there. And uh, he, and you can see it on film that, you know, he, he's a fireball. He plays with a lot of passion. Um, they're a well-coached team. They do what they do, and they do it well. Um, you know, you can see, you know, young in spots, of course, but, uh, you know, they're not going to be misaligned too many times, and uh, they're not going to, you know, they don't do much to just kill themselves. Uh, they play solid special teams, and uh, they do get after it. And uh, just to see that, you know, it's just tough to beat people that don't give up. And uh, that's one of those ball clubs that they don't give up. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I get. Lastly, before I let you go, uh, uh, last thing I want to ask you is: Is there anything else you know about your team there in Abbeville you'd like to tell the listeners about, or the community, or anything like that? You know, I, you know, I say Abbeville, the community. Uh, you know, it's 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 amazing uh, with uh, you know having the you know even with pregame meals and the donations and uh, and the support. Uh, you know, it's been amazing. And, uh, you know, this this group of kids that have worked hard and been through some adversity um, early on and faced some adversity during the season, uh, you know, it, it just makes me proud just to see them be able to, you know, kind of bounce back after tough situations. And still, um, you know, you take, for instance, quarterback Martavis, he probably couldn't tell you how many yards he had because that doesn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. he can tell you about the miss and things he could have done better. No, he's a kid that, uh, you know, every home game, when we're painting the field as coaches, and uh, since day one, I can tell you another never painted, uh, you know, our yellow jacket on the field. Um, first time he had about three or four other guys helping him, and I promise you, they might have used about two, two, three paint. But, uh, you know, he he gotten it down. Um, but just to see those type of things, those leadership moments, um, as coaches, we always talk about leadership, but sometimes you got to put kids in a situation to lead. And, um, you know, winning the plays at the end of the game, uh, we went special teams play, something we practice every every day. And uh, then we practice and, uh, you know, going through our fakes and two-point plays and all that. And But to be able to see the sideline, our smallest football player that uh, – you know, I, I know a, a, an adult small doesn't feel, and uh, you know, you, you see them, they're running down the sideline um, as if they were running the ball and, and the excitement, and they, you know, they didn't play it down. And uh, to see those guys, you know, Jebo and, and, and Hunter, just to see them and, and the way that the kids treat them, uh, you know, at practice, you know, kind of makes you smile as a coach. But, you know, you got seventh and eighth graders, uh, you know, feel just as important as a senior, and they treat them that way. Um, and that's why I say it's more of a football team, more so like a family. And, and truly, you know, a lot of them are related. You know, I, I promise you, we got a glint at every grade level <laughs> that plays football. And, uh, you know, so, uh, and then I didn't realize that uh, Glanton and those Rico, so these guys, 10, 11, 2, you know, even six is related. And I was like, man, you know, so you jump on one, man. You you know, you got half the senior class that are you know, <laughs> been playing together 
five, six years old, and, and they act like it. And, uh, you know, those things make make you proud. And, and to see uh, the support, Nathan Hall, which is a kid I never coached, um, but, uh, you know, I watched him last year. When I first watched game film, I saw this running back, and I remember I remember the name, but I didn't know that, that was Nathan. And uh, I saw that, like, who's that number eight? And this kid, uh, you know, it's Nathan Hall, which he was all-state. He signed a scholarship, so he's playing college ball. He came back home to for homecoming to escort his sister. And, uh, you know, when you take those kids that I think uh, one year as a sophomore, junior, no, as a junior, he was an offensive lineman, made all-state. And then as a senior, he was a running back and, and made all-state. So that lets you know the type, the type of athletes, but, you know, his leadership, uh, you know, and it's, it's lingering now. Because uh, he's on Facebook, uh, he's you know play by play, um, following, um, encouraging, and um, those are the type of things that uh, you know makes this place so special. And I just hope that we, you know, could could fulfill you know some of the things that uh, some people expect us to do. But more importantly, what that you know the kids and coaches in that locker room expect us to do is go out every week and compete and just give it our all. Oh, that's amazing. That's awesome. That's why I love about the the Wagner's area that the the small the small the smaller communities maybe what people would say small communities. Why well, how they not just the football team, just how the, together they're just together all together, and uh, that's awesome. And uh, coach, I think I have probably kept you a little bit longer <laughs> than I said I would. No. Uh, but uh, I do appreciate you uh, taking the time and coming on the show once again. And uh, I do uh, wish you and the Yellow Jackets good luck uh, this week against uh, Houston County and uh, for the rest of the season as well. Thank you so much. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, I'll be joined by Ken Lambert, the co-analyst for Dothan Woods Football on 96.9 The Legend. All right, everybody, let me tell you about this Mini Grinder Coaches Show presented by Dothan Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Every Thursday night at 8 o'clock on 96.9 The Legend, Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert sit down with Coach Mini Grinder, the head coach of the Dothan Wolves, to look back at the previous game and look forward to the upcoming game that Friday night. But don't worry. If you do miss the coaches show on Thursday nights on 96.9 The Legend, you can check out the podcast over on 96.9thelegend.com uploaded immediately after the show. So if you miss any of coaches' comments, you can still check out the replay over at 96.9thelegend.com. Now let's get back to the Wiregrass High School Football Report. All right, buddy, if you were listening to 96.9 The Legend this past Thursday night, you heard the Dothan Wolves get their first victory of the year when they defeated Jeff Davis 39-18. to And joining me right now is the co-analyst of the Dothan Wolves on 96.9 The Legend, Ken Lambert. Uh, it's good to have you on the podcast uh, to talk about Dothan's first win of the season. Uh, we'd already booked this conversation before the game. It's always good to talk about the Wolves uh, when, they, uh, when they do win, but I do appreciate you coming on the show today. Philip, thanks so much. I, I enjoy doing it, and yeah, I'm glad that we had already had this lined up, and now that we can have this conversation after uh, a big win for Dothan on Thursday night. So um, yeah, appreciate you you asking me. Enjoy being here. Yeah, maybe you know maybe you were you're on this week. You knew you were coming on, so they won that game. So maybe you're technically in the same week of the central game. Maybe you you know you being on the show might be a good look charm for the Wolves going forward. Let's hope so. I, I believe I'm superstitious that way, so you know I've 
I tend to try to wear the same thing and sit in the same spot. So we'll we'll see how it works out. <laughs> yeah, that's me too. I'll change my position in the studio sometimes if I need to, if uh, if that's going to create a, a victory. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was good to see the uh, the Wolves get that victory. Like I said, thirty nine to eighteen over Jeff Davis. And look, I mean, you say yeah, Dothan's one in five, one in three in the region, but mathematically they're still in it there's still a chance for them to make the playoffs so just you know overall just you know just really good for the wolves to get that victory yeah that's what you know you've been working for and and certainly they needed that that kind of shot in the arm and uh, they played a good game and and really did and like you say i think coach mentioned it on our on our coaches show last week and and we've talked about it. You know, he's just looking now to try to finish out these games and look at getting a win. And then, you know, if you can go three and three in the region and you kind of let the chips fall where they may, uh, how many times have we said, hey, it's 2020, anything can happen in this year? We've already seen that. And like you say, I think probably, you know, you could probably look at those first three spots kind of being wrapped up in the region. You got Auburn sitting at the top and then. Prattville and Central is in there as well. And so, you know, the Wolves have a shot at filling that fourth spot in the playoff. And so they'll they'll have to really win these games and then see what Enterprise does along the way. But there's an opportunity there, and I'm sure Coach will tell you, we just have to take care of ourselves. We, we just have to go win our game and worry about what everybody else is doing. And, uh, you know, and after this kind of year, it's good to be in that position. So, I think uh, Thursday night was a huge, huge uh, uplift for these guys, and they get the taste uh, what it's like to to win. And, and now we'll see where that takes them. We'll see how they prepare this week, and maybe that prepares them for for a big upset against Central. We'll see. Yeah, I've I've heard this many times. It's so true. In 2020, nothing is written in pen. Everything is written in pencil, so you can erase it very quickly. That's right, and and it's true. I mean, we've seen it happen just like. These Wolves uh, team, you know, they missed those first two games that they, as we look back, were desperately needed to just get in there and and get some game experience and and kind of do some tune-ups and get used to to playing after missing this summer in the 7-on-7. So, you know, those two games you missed could easily happen to any other team in the region or who they're Mm -hmm. playing or so, you know. You just have to be prepared and just take what every week you know comes. I know Coach even said, "Man, what else is going to happen to us? Is it going to be an asteroid that's going to hit us next?" And I don't think he even thought about a hurricane possibly moving a game from a Friday night to a Thursday night. But now that is in the books as well. Yeah, to me, it's just a lot of things, and like you said, it can happen to any team this year, twenty twenty, with everything going on. But missing those first two games against Hoover and Park Crossing, I think it was huge because okay, look, Hoover's really good, and uh, I think Dothan's talented enough they could beat Park Crossing. But even if you come away with those games with close losses or wins, both times you get an idea where your team is at those first two games going into the region opener against Enterprise and then you kind of start off with Enterprise they had had a game under their belt so they kind of knew who they were what they could do what they need to work on Dothan was didn't know what really what the team was or anything because you know you always hear that cliche and we talked about it back then when the season kicked off you, your biggest improvements from your first and second game teams were playing their first or second game when Dothan was just getting started and then when Hurricane Sally hit a few weeks ago against Prattville I mean Prattville was probably able to 
practice a lot more outside like you normally would than Dothan was able to because there was so much rain, the storm, you couldn't practice outside. So you're right. I mean, there, there have been, you know, it's not excuses, but there have been things this season that, you know, of course, have, I can't think the right word would be held back this Dothan Wolves team's development because they just have not been to stay on schedule as they normally would like to. Yeah, I think so. And and obviously, you know, you you will have other people that say, "Well, look, we experienced the same thing. We're right there with you. We we've, we've had setbacks as well, and and certainly this uh this pandemic has impacted everybody, but I think some of the differences when you begin to really dig down into it is, you know, you have a Dothan Wolves team that you really had a lot of first. I mean, you've got a even though he's a senior, you've got a quarterback starting in his first year in a system with a new offensive coordinator with many new offensive linemen. And then you didn't have all the seven on seven where you really can work on that in the off season that you would normally have. So, you know, not being able to play those games really makes a difference. And so, you know, and the big part of that is not just the games, but the two weeks that you couldn't do anything. So you had guys that again, you had to try to stay in touch with them make sure they're doing the things they need to do. But, uh, you know, they just made it that much tougher for them to kind of get in that sink. Now, like you say, so we've had these games now where we've kind of been able to play, and now you've got the rest of these uh, three games. So you got Central and then Smith Station is your last home game after that, and then we go to Mobile to play McGill-Tool. And so now hopefully, you know how you can – everything kind of goes in a rhythm. Mm-hmm. And that's been an issue where you break that rhythm. So now you kind of hope you got to win. Now you let the practice takes care of itself. You have a good week of practice and then, you know, keep that rhythm going as you go to Phoenix City on Friday night and then just see what happens. You know, and uh, I was jumping to the game and we talked about new quarterback, new coordinator this year, and the offense really was working on Friday night. And I feel like against Colquitt, the offense was working too, especially end of the first half and most of the third quarter. Offensively, they found something. But as Coach alluded to on the coaches show last week, turnovers, you know, beating ourselves was something that really hurt them in that game and previous games. They didn't do that on Friday night, and the offense pretty much played a flawless, a flawless game. Of, I mean, obviously, you're, you're there. You saw it. You're in the booth there at the Crampton Bowl. What, what were you seeing out of the Dothing offense on Thursday night? Well, I think, you know, we just talk about kind of getting into that flow. And and I'm with you. I, I think that game against Colquitt County, we saw some of that early on. You know, the big part early in the years, we would have some good plays and then we'd have several negative plays that would just really set us back. So you could already see in that Colquitt County game that they were starting to put some things together. Bauer was getting the ball out of his hand a little bit quicker. They were throwing some shorter routes. And you still had some negative plays. And then, as you say, the turnovers really broke the momentum that they had. You had the turnover on the on the punt return. And and then uh, we had another turnover where the ball was stripped from Bauer uh, on the next possession. That just kind of turned the tide. I think Friday night, they pretty much eliminated most of those negative plays. And I say negative as in negative yardage, you know, going back and, uh, and actually having positive on the first down. But – uh, I mean, the biggest difference was really, you have to say, Bauer Sharp. He was just on track. He was uh, hitting his receivers, multiple receivers, really spread the ball around. And, uh, and and the other thing with him is he ran the ball. 
you know, that we've, we've seen him do that a little bit, maybe when he's flushed out of the pocket. But this, uh, we had a couple of times where he really, it was just a call run or it was a read option that he kept. He had a couple of long runs. One was, I think, 31 yards is what I had down. Another, it was 40-plus yards. He had close to 100 yards rushing just himself. And so now when you have to defend that, uh, along with his arm, along with the running game, of which our running game was pretty good, but it was not, uh, you know, we didn't have anybody just really bust out. We had some good runs uh, with Jalen White. Vickers really had a really good game. And then uh, you had one big run by Raymond Blackman that was called back by penalty. That was about a 30-yard running play. But most of it was done through the air. Bauer had, by my tally, which is far from unofficial, but close to 300 yards in passing. Someone else that has those stats probably has a better number. But And he threw for three touchdowns. So, uh, you know, he just did a great job of spreading the ball around. Very few of it was long downfield passes, a lot of just short routes underneath, and then let those guys make plays. Because remember, we didn't have um, we didn't have um, C.J. Shackelford. He kind of got banged up that Colquitt game, so he didn't play. He's normally your your outside receiver with his height, and they like to throw that deep route to him. And uh, so they, that was you can still do that with with uh, Jay Farmer. But I think a lot of this is just those short underneath routes, and those guys made some some big plays, and uh, that worked, and, and that was the difference. Yeah, you talking about his running, and one of those was a forty-four yarder, and I remember that was on the one yard line too. He took it forty-four yards and completely flipped the field, and I believe that's the score that set up Dothan's final score tonight, where they went up thirty-nine to six, and then of course Jeff Davis did score two touchdowns late there in the fourth quarter, making yeah. thirty-nine to eighteen. And then something else with him too as well. Uh, he seems these last few weeks to create a really good connection with Jay Farmer. I mean, they all three of his passing touchdowns went to him. And in the last couple of weeks when he's had or games when he's had touchdown passes, it seems like Jay Farmer's been the guy catching them. So it seems like those two are really working well together within the offense too. They really are. And then, you know, that's what we kind of kept waiting for because if you think back to last year, uh, Jay really had a lot of success running that quick slant. Uh, maybe, I don't know if you might even want to call it like a skinny post just inside the hash. But he caught so many passes kind of coming across the field there and then just make long runs. And it, it, we really didn't – there were a couple of times that were just, you know, bad passes maybe thrown behind him. Behind him and uh, they never made that connection. Now there, there's been a couple of times where I have seen – I know it happened – uh, I think maybe against Colquitt County where we had an underneath receiver, receiver running wide open across the field. And then Bauer threw the ball to the deep receiver. I'm like, oh, no, he missed his wide open guy. Well, who I didn't see was Jay Farmer, and he threw a bullet that right in between two defenders in the end zone for a touchdown. So he's seeing those things uh, while I'm still looking at those the other routes. But yeah, they're they're making that connection. I had uh, I had Farmer for a catch of 23, 22, and twenty four yards, or, or his longest. Two of those were touchdowns, and then he had another touchdown late for I think a nine yard catch. He had well over a hundred yards in receiving, so he was the big guy as well as a uh, a lot of other guys with with some big plays as well. If you remember, Vickers had a big like fifty yard reception also uh, mm-hmm. in the game. So. 
you know, when the offense is clicking like that and you're running guys on and off and a lot of guys are catching the ball and, you know, we, when we're making those first downs, we're, we're kind of getting into that hurry up offense too. And so that uh, prevents the defense from, from switching out and getting some subs in there. And so it was clicking. It was good to see uh, when they're in that type of thing. You could tell the guys were having fun. And that's when it's fun when, when you see it work and uh and then you're like hey let's go I'm, they're starting to feel it now so let's let's keep that momentum going you know and on the defensive side of the ball and it felt like uh, jeff davis did have times in the game where they did move the ball so but doesn't felt like you know from where i was you know hearing you and jerry call the game that it was kind of more of a bend but don't break you had two interceptions particularly you had the interception in the end zone toward the end of the uh first half and you also had the stop on the one in the second half when they looked like they were trying to score so several times there yes Dothan may have let them get close but when they had to they really buckled down and they was able to hold them out so that bend but don't break defense so the defense did play well in that aspect of the game on Friday night as well yeah I think so you know our, our defensive line and linebackers have played really well this this year and they've gotten pressure on the quarterback that really came out in the Copeland County game and so they've been pretty good in terms of run stoppers. And then our defensive secondary really has good speed. And so the deep ball has has been hard to throw, I think, if you just want to try to get it over the top of us. Now, we've had some plays underneath that they've thrown, and then we just haven't done a good job of tackling. But that defense did step up, like you say, with two interceptions. And I remember Tay Ramey had one in the middle of the field where he just did a good job of just dropping back from his linebacker position and getting enough depth that he could leap and 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 pull that one out of the air. So they did a good job there. You know, on the on the Jeff Davis, they actually started a different quarterback than we thought. They they've had a, a sophomore quarterback named Chase Ford who played some last year when we went up there. Jerry and I remembered him as a freshman. We thought he's going to be a good one, and uh, and then we couldn't find him on the field. Thursday night so I don't know if he was injured but what it was they brought in another sophomore quarterback uh, Harris Donald Harris and he had speed he was just super quick and uh, I think the place where they really took advantage of us and we've seen this a few times where they would just take the motion and send everything let's say to the left side uh, every motion and, and the fake goes to the left the line blocks down to the left and then one place where we're kind of falling down on defense is we get pulled into that motion, and Harris would just keep the ball around the right-hand side, and there's nobody there to contain him. And so now you're trying to be running pass routes to run off that safety, to run off the corner, and somebody's got to tell him, turn around, he's coming. <laughs> and uh, so there were those times where uh, he made big plays like that, and uh, and then we, we didn't do a good job tackling. And, and a few times we really took some bad angles as he's coming down the sideline and underestimated his speed and uh, it couldn't get to him before he got to the end zone. So I'm sure that's something that, you know, they'll be working on this week. But as far as the effort for defense, it just, you know, those guys are just wide open and you really have to get excited about how many guys played on defense? Uh, I mean, you got a lot of reps from some guys who maybe only get a few plays here and there. So they got better, I think, Thursday night. I think you can say they got better on defense. 
You know, as we kind of close up here, of course, we're recording this on Sunday, so a good few days away uh, from their matchup with Central Phoenix City when they go on the road once again. And look, Central Phoenix City is a really good team, really good offensive team. First year under head coach Pat Nix. Of course, all his success over at Pinson Valley where he won state championships. But as we sit here on Sunday, just when you think about Dothan at Central Phoenix City, what are just your kind of early week initial thoughts? I think uh, initial thoughts is they have really good balance uh, between running and throwing the ball. And we've seen they'll play the two-quarterback system. One of them is Coach Nixon, and they have another quarterback. And, you know, they're similar, and I think they just kind of go with who has a hot hand. But they can throw the ball, and they can run the ball, and they can score really, really quick. I mean, they've they've scored a, a lot of points this year. They've scored in the 40s. Um, and 30s just most about every game and you know some of their toughest games that have been really they had a really close one against Opelika that they won I think 21-19 and that's a big rival for them obviously and they played that Auburn game you remember us kind of watching that one uh, last week as that one kind of bounced back and forth and uh, they ended up losing 29-28 to we know how tough Auburn is so um, you know, my hope is that maybe they are thinking, here's Dothan, we're the last region game, and they've got an open week next week. Uh, so, you know, I, I think we're going to have to go up there and just be prepared for their speed. And uh, But I think the good thing is we've given them a lot of uh, things to, to defend, if you want to say. They're looking at the films and go, wow, okay, they can run it, they can throw it. So, we're going to make them prepare for us. And look, you know how you know how these things go. You you just you catch somebody, one team at the right time, and the other team at the wrong time, and anything can happen. But uh, I'm sure Coach will tell you it's going to be how they prepare this week in practice. And uh, now coming off a win, I think practice is going to be good this week. And uh, you can bet that there'll be. They'll keep them uh, hyped up, and now they just go out and uh, give the the best effort they've ever given, and I think you got a chance. Absolutely. It's going to be interesting on Friday night uh, when they do travel to Central Phoenix City to take on the Red Devils, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, Ken, uh, before I let you go, too, uh, if you want to get a chance to just uh, plug uh, where people can uh, contact uh, the broadcast team, especially you and Jerry, uh, when it comes to Friday night during the football game. Yeah, I think the best way is probably just to get me on on the Twitter page for for Dothan Wolves. So uh, that's uh, D Wolves underscore Radio, uh, and, our, and so they're on the Twitter page. Just look for us there, and uh, we're usually trying to check. We really try to do a better job of trying to get some pictures and scores out, but we get so wrapped up in the game. You know, you look and go, "Oh man, I went to send a picture of that scoreboard and where we are." We love to hear from you guys, and I know, especially when we're away, like be again this Friday. Uh, you know, I, every now and then I'll look back, and some people are tweeting, "Hey, what's the score? Where are we?" And so uh, we we enjoy that interaction, and uh, love to hear from you that way. But uh, you know, we we always enjoy interacting with the fans and trying to give you a picture of those away games as to what's going on. Absolutely, and. Uh 
everybody uh, do remember you can listen to the game on 96.9 legend on friday night we'll start pre-game at 6 45 kickoff is at seven and uh ken once again i do appreciate you uh, coming on the show and uh, talking to the wolves and uh, i'll talk to you later in the week uh when we do the coach show philip thank you i enjoy it and before we get away i don't have got to remind everybody it was you and the keys to the game that said turnovers are going to be a big part and you were spot on on that so kudos i'm going to wait to hear what you have for this week and see if you're going to call this so good job thank you the pressure's on pressure's on but uh we'll (laughs) we'll we'll see how it goes but uh once again i appreciate it all right, thanks, Philip. Everybody, that's going to do it for this edition of the Wiregrass High School Football Report. Thanks again to Coach LeBron Stewart from Abbeville for coming on the show. Uh, great stuff there, talking about the win against Elba, moving forward to the rest of the season this week with Houston County. A lot of great stuff, and they're talking about the community of Abbeville. And then also thanks to Ken Lambert for coming on, talking about the Dothan Wolves' first victory of the season this past Thursday night. So fun conversations there with both guests. Uh, remember, you can check out this podcast on Apple Podcasts and the Google Play Store, but you can also find it on 955.tvy969thelegend and 106.7 KMX websites. They're all there. And also make sure to check out the Smitty Grider Coaches Show, which you heard that promo in the middle of this podcast. And also, if you do happen to miss the Dothan Wolves, playing Central Phoenix City on Friday night. You can check out the Dothan Wolves football replay that posts every Saturday after the game. And also check out uh, Bethany's podcast, Welcome to the Wiregrass, and Haunting of the Wiregrass. Both great shows, so check out those podcasts as well. Uh, you can follow me on social media at SEC, and uh, I hope everybody has a great week, and uh, we'll talk to you guys uh, later on down the road. Bye-bye.